Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Krishna, 
Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada. Jaya Guru Deva, Jaya Guru Deva, Guru Deva, Srila Guru Deva. Jayam Vishnupad Paramhansa Paripraja Kacharya Srotra Sitasri Srimad Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai Iskan Founder Acharya Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Jayam Vishnupad Paramhansa Paripraja Kacharya Srotra Sitasri Srimad Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Goswami Prabhupada Ki Jai Ananta Koti Vaishnavrinda Ki Jai Namacharya Srila Hari Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Adwaita Gadadhar Shiva Sadigaur Bhaktavrinda Ki Jai Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopa Gopinath Shamakunda Radha Kunda Giri Govardhan Ki Jai Vrindavan Dham Ki Jai Navadweep Dham Ki Jai Jamuna Mai Ki Jai Ganga Mai Ki Jai Tulsi Devi Ki Jai Bhakti Devi Ki Jai Tam Veta Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai, Nitai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bol. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Sri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. We read from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 2, Chapter 3, Pure Devotional Service, Text 23. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 
Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Jivan Chavo Bhagavatangri Renum Na Jatu Martyo Ilabeta Yas Tu Shri Vishnu Padya Manujas Tulasya Svasan Chavo Yas Tu Na Veda Gandam Jivanchavo Bhagavatangri Renum Najatu Martyo Bilabeta Yastu Shri Vishnu Padya Manujastu Lasya Svasan Chavoyas Tuna Veda Gandam Jivan Chavo Bhagavatangri Renum Najatu Martyo Bilabeta Yastu Shri Vishnu Padya Manujas Tulasya Svashan Chavoyas Tuna Veda Gandam Svashan Chavoyas Najatu Martyo Bilabeta Yastu Divishnu Padya Manujastu Lasya Sasan Chavoyastu Naveda Gandam Ivan Chavobhagavatangri Renu Najatu Martyo Bilabeta Yastu Vishnu Padya Manujastu Lasya Sasan Chavoyastu Naveda Gandam Sasan Chavoyastu Renum 
Najatumartyabilabetayastu. Vishnu Padya Manujastu Lasya Sasanchavoyastuna Veda Gandam Vaishnavis Anchavopagavatam Virenum Satu Marcio Bilabeta Yastu Vishnu Padya Manujastu Lasya Sasanchavoyastuna Veda Gandam Ivanchavo Bhagavatam Virenum Jatu Marcio Vila Beta Yastu Vishnu Padya Manujastu Lasya Sasanchavoyastunaveragandam Jivanchavobhagavatangrirenum Chatumartyobhilabetayastu Vishnu Padya Manujastu Lasya Sasanchavoyastu Nagera Gandam Jivan while living Shavaha a dead body Bhagavatangri Renum, the dust na never jatu at any time martya mortal abilabeta Particularly received. Ya, a person. Tu, but. Shri, with opulence. Vishnupadya, of the lotus feet of Vishnu. Manuja, a descendant of Manu, a man or human being. Tulasya, leaves of the Tulsi tree. Shvasan, while breathing.
a dead body. And the person who has never experienced the aroma of the tulsi leaves from the lotus feet of the Lord is also a dead body, although breathing. Please repeat. The person who has not at any time received the dust of the feet of the Lord's pure devotee upon his head is certainly a dead body. And the person who has never experienced the aroma of the Tulsi leaves from the lotus feet of the Lord is also a dead body, although breathing. Oh, my dear devotees, before I read the purport, I'm just going out for a minute. And in the meantime, you can chant Hare Krishna. I'll read the verse translation again and then the purport. Translation. The person who has not at any time received the dust of the feet of the Lord's pure devotee upon his head is certainly a dead body. And the person who has never experienced the aroma of the tulsi leaves from the lotus feet of the Lord is also a dead body, although breathing. According to Srila Vishwanath's purport by Srila Prabhupada. According to Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, the breathing dead body is a ghost. How many of you believe in ghosts? Dead. But when he again appears in a subtle form, not visible to our present vision, and yet acts. Such a dead body is called a ghost. So, of course, the uh, first instruction of the Bhagavad Gita is that we are not the body, but we are the soul within the body, and the soul is eternal. The soul does not die when the body dies. And uh, the soul gets its next body according to its uh, desires and thoughts at the time of death. And Yes, one can take birth in a better body or in a worse body, or if one is Krishna conscious, one can go back home, back to Godhead, and get a spiritual body just suitable for serving Krishna, Radha and Krishna. So how does someone get the body of a ghost? 
Generally, if someone commits suicide, he or she gets the body of a ghost. Because in effect, when one commits suicide, one is saying that one does not want a body anymore. But why would one commit suicide? Generally, because one is very frustrated and disappointed in life, uh, in the fulfillments, in the fulfillment of one's material desires. So a ghost. A ghost a ghost I don't think there's yeah okay. <laughs> a ghost has material desires but does not have to fulfill its desires. And so the ghost is uh, very frustrated. Uh, there is a movie, I think the movie was called Ghosts. In any case, some devotees uh, thought that the person who wrote the script to the movie must have read Srimad uh, Bhagavatam <laughs> because it accurately um, depicted the life of a ghost. And uh, it, it so happened that the movie was playing on a flight that I took and because it was recommended <laughs> I did I did watch it. And there's one scene where the ghost is on a railway platform and there's a vending machine. And the ghost wants to smoke a cigarette, but it can't get a, a cigarette from the vending machine because it's just a ghost. But it, it was like, you know, banging on the. Very frustrated. So ghosts have material desires. I mean, generally people commit suicide because they have material desires that are frustrated. They have material desires, but they don't have a physical body through which to fulfill their desires. Unless they try to possess the body of someone else. Sometimes it happens that you can feel that a ghost is um, trying to possess our body. And the remedy or the counteraction is to chant uh, the holy names. Um, so that's one way that a person gets the body of a ghost. Another way is if a person is very attached to his 
home, uh, like a castle or a mansion. And at the time of death, the person takes uh, things of his home or his mansion or his uh, castle. So there's no such form of life as a house, as, as a building. So the person will get the body of a ghost and continue to live in that palace. And therefore, there are many castles that are haunted. Uh, sometimes devotees have found properties that they wanted to purchase uh, to use as temples. Uh, and the, the properties were, were haunted. And because they were haunted, the uh, selling price of the property was less. And uh, Srila Prabhupada said, we, could, we can buy those properties and do kirtan, and then the ghosts will go away and we'll have a nice facility for a cheap price. So, um, so ghosts are always very bad elements, always creating a fearful situation for others. Similarly, the ghost-like non-devotees who have no respect for the pure devotees nor for the Vishnu deity in the temples, create a fearful situation for the devotees at all times. The Lord never accepts any offering from such impure ghosts. So there's a, a, a a beautiful verse in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu by Srila Rupa Goswami that says, uh, Abhukti Mukti Spriha Yavat Pisache, that the desires, that someone who has the desire for bhukti, which means material enjoyment, or mukti, which means in impersonal liberation is like a person haunted by a ghost. Because when a person is haunted by a ghost, the ghost will um, influence the person's mind with desires that are not actually true to the person. So it is not actually the desire of the pure soul to want bhukti, material enjoyment, or mukti, uh, impersonal liberation. And therefore, Rupa Goswami says that someone who has those desires is like someone who is uh, haunted by a ghost. And uh, sometimes we might be, you know, momentarily, of, influenced by a ghost, 
Once our God brother Bhavananda Prabhu um, asked Srila Prabhupada that sometimes he has um, strange thoughts pass through his mind. They're not true to his character. And is it possible that um, he could be being influenced by a ghost? And uh, Srila Prabhupada said yes. So, so the ghosts like non-devotees who have no respect for the pure devotees nor for the Vishnu deity in the temples create a fearful situation for the devotees at all times. The Lord never accepts any offering by such impure ghosts. There is a common saying that one should first love the dog of the beloved before one shows any loving sentiments for the beloved. There's a saying, love me, love my dog. So the, the, the uh, stage of pure devotion is attained by sincerely serving a pure devotee of the Lord. In other words, the idea here is that the, that the pure devotee is like the Lord's uh, pet dog. And so you, you um, first show affection for the pure devotee before you can show, uh, or before you can approach the Lord himself. The first condition of devotional service to the Lord is therefore to be a servant of a pure devotee. And this condition is fulfilled by the statement, quote, reception of the dust of the lotus feet of a pure devotee who has also served another pure devotee. That is the way of pure disciplic succession or devotional parampara. So yes, we we can progress only, you know, by receiving the dust of a pure devotee upon our heads, or in other words, by serving a pure devotee, who has in turn served another pure devotee, who in turn has served another pure devotee all the way back to Krishna, and that is uh, parampara. Parampara literally means one after another. Maharaj Rahugana inquired from the great saint Jad Bharat as to how he had attained such a liberated stage of a paramahamsa. And in answer, the great saint replied as follows, Srimad Bhagavatam 5.12.12. Rahuganaita tapasanayati chejayanirvapanadgrihadva. 
Nachandasanayvajalagni suryayar Vinamadpadarajobhishekam O King Rahugana, the perfectional stage of devotional service or the Paramahamsa stage of life cannot be attained unless one is blessed by the dust of the feet of great devotees. It is never attained by tapasya, austerity, the Vedic worshiping process, acceptance of the renounced order of life, the discharge of the duties of household life, the chanting of the Vedic hymns, or the performance of penances in the hot sun within cold water or before the blazing fire. So uh, this is reinforcing the same point that one can engage in devotional service only if one is blessed by the dust of the feet of a pure devotee. And here, the phrase mahat, mahat means great soul, mahatma or devotee, in other words, mahat. Padarajo, padarajo, that means the dust from the feet. Abhishekam, one should bathe, one, uh, one should do an abhishek of oneself with the dust of the lotus feet of the pure devotee. In other words, Lord Sri Krishna is the property of his pure, unconditional devotees. And as such, only the devotees can deliver Krishna to another devotee. Krishna is never obtainable directly. Lord Chaitanya therefore designated himself as Gopi Bhartu Padakamalayor Dasa Das Anudasa, or, quote, the most obedient servant of the servants of the Lord who maintains the Gopi damsels at Vrindavan. A pure devotee, therefore, never approaches the Lord directly, but tries to please the servant of the Lord's servants, and thus the Lord becomes pleased, and only then can the devotee relish the taste of the tulsi leaves stuck to his lotus feet. Does the deity have tulsi leaves on his lotus feet? Yes. <laughs> In the Brahma Samhita, it is said that the Lord is never to be found by becoming a great scholar of the Vedic literatures 
but he is very easily approachable through his pure devotee. Yes, Vedeshu Durlabha, Brahma Samhita says, Vedeshu Durlabha, through the, through the Vedas, it's very difficult, Vedeshu Durlabha, uh, Atma Bhakta, but it's very easy through the uh, devotee. In Vrindavan, all the pure devotees pray for the mercy of Srimati Radharani, the pleasure potency of Lord Krishna. Srimati Radharani ki jai. Srimati Radharani is a tender hearted feminine counterpart of the Supreme Whole, resembling the perfectional stage of the worldly feminine nature. In uh, the Nectar of Devotion, the Srila uh, Prabhupada summary study of Srila Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, uh, there is a list of Krishna's qualities, 64 qualities, and one of the qualities is compassionate. And in the Nectar of Devotion, Srila Prabhupada, compassionate nature is represented by Srimati Radharani. And therefore, devotees who want to take advantage of Krishna's compassionate nature uh, should approach Srimati Radharani. Srimati Radharani is a tender-hearted, feminine counterpart of the Supreme Whole resembling the perfectional stage of the worldly feminine nature. Therefore, the mercy of Radharani is available very readily to the sincere devotees. And once she recommends a devotee to Lord Krishna, the Lord at once accepts the devotee's admittance into his association. So there is a saying in Varshana, which is uh, Srimati Radharani's abode, that whatever Radha does, Krishna likes. And whatever Radha likes, Krishna does. <laughs> Making the same point here that if, if, if uh, Srimati Radharani likes that Krishna will accept a devotee, then Krishna will uh, do what she likes and accept that devotee. Uh, so it's uh, most congenial for us to approach Shimati Radharani, and especially on her appearance day, 
someone she's especially mercifully inclined to those who approach her. The mercy of Radharani is available very readily to the sincere devotee. And once she recommends such a devotee to Lord Krishna, the Lord at once accepts the devotee's admittance into his association. The conclusion is, therefore, that one should be more serious about seeking the mercy of the devotee than that of the Lord directly. And by one's doing so, by the good will of the devotee, the natural attraction for the service of the Lord will be revived. And once our natural attraction for the service of the Lord is revived, then we will naturally engage in devotional service and become eligible uh, to enter the association of the Lord, uh, Radha and Krishna, and um, engage in their service uh, eternally by the grace of the uh, devotees, the grace of the spiritual master and uh, the other devotees. So today is a very auspicious occasion. Uh, Sri Radhastami, the appearance day of Srimati Radharani, and also the 50th anniversary of the installation of Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji. Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Ki So we thank you all for joining. Uh, I believe at 10 o'clock is uh, Abhishek. So now if any of you have any comments or questions or reflections, uh, you can raise your hand. Yes? So uh, it seems that like uh, their desires is controlled by someone else. So can you uh, like explain more on that? Is the microphone connected now? Hello, Hare Krishna. Yes, please repeat the question. So my question was that uh, you were uh, talking that people who are uh, seeking liberation Sometimes they, uh, sometimes they act like uh, like uh, their desires is not even their desires; it's uh, controlled by someone else. So, can you like uh, explain more on that? Um, I think you're you're saying that uh, if someone's influenced by a ghost. He has desires that are not really his own, that are not true to his actual character. 
And then the solution is uh, to chant Hare Krishna. And then the ghost will go away. And then we can be uh, steady in our uh, determination to serve Krishna. I'm not, I'm not sure I exactly understood your question, but... Uh, so, my question was like, uh, you mentioned a point, I think it was by Narutam Das Thakur, uh, so where he uh, tells that like people who are seeking, the, are seeking liberation, I come from Varanasi where uh, like uh, a lot of people they seek liberation, so my question is on liberation, and you uh, asked, uh, you told this uh, that uh, people who are seeking liberation, they sometimes have desires that are not even, if I'm right, you, you told this, that people who are seeking uh, liberation, they have sometimes desires which are not uh, even their own. So I was just uh, curious if you can, uh, you know, explain more on that. Hmm. Yeah, well, what I said is that people who are haunted by ghosts have desires that are not their own. And uh, I also quoted Rupa Goswami that someone who desires mukti is like someone who's haunted by a ghost because it is not the natural desire of the soul to want mukti or mukti. It's the natural desire of the soul to, to serve Krishna. Jive Swarupai Krishna Nityadas. Um, but yeah, Varanasi, there's a saying I learned in India, uh, Kashi Maran Surat Bojan. If you want to eat, go to Surat, and if you're going to die, go to Banaras. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. So uh, this verse is talking about uh, that people who have not received the dust of the lotus feet of, uh, of, of pure devotee or people who have not experienced the aroma of the tulsi leaf coming from Lord Krishna's feet, uh, their life is uh, basically like a dead, like mm -hmm. a dead person. Um, so we who are here, um, we are very fortunate. We have the opportunity uh, to get the dust of the lotus feet of the devotees um, being able to serve them, but how can people who are not necessarily here, uh, the outside world, can get this opportunity, um, to, for example, to receive the dust of the feet of the Lord's pure devotee, because they don't even want it, uh, they don't desire it? Yes, that's a very important question, because we want everyone, especially every human being to uh, get the opportunity. And uh, so we go out to approach them with books, uh, with Harinam Sankirtan, with Prasad. And in that way, the unfortunate fallen conditioned souls can become fortunate. And that's very much uh, Srimati Radharani's mood to bring people to Krishna.
she she wants to bring people to Krishna, and if someone brings others to Krishna, she's happy, so we can please her. And Lord Chaitanya is Krishna, but in the mood of Srimati Radharani, and he very much wanted that we should... Um, that's, that's really the best service. Yeah, both. And uh, distribute Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, welcome to Kalachanji Dham. It's so nice to see you again. Thank you. Um, my question is that sometimes unraveling the material desires in one's heart um, is like healing layers years and years and years of layers, and um, deciding when to dovetail those material desires and purify them by engaging them in uh, pure devotional service versus eradicating the desires um, can be confusing. And so my question is twofold. How do you know which um, material desires are those that are not um, part of your spiritual identity? And how do you know which ones are just a material manifestation and need to be um, completely engaged in Krishna's service? That's a good question. Um, well, how do you define a material desire? Uh, wanting something separate from the enjoyment of the the spiritual world, Krishna, Srimati Radharani, the spiritual master, the devotees. Yeah, so our process, as you indicated, is twofold. First, uh, by chanting, we cleanse the heart, Cheto Darpano Marjanam, by attentive, offenseless chanting, uh, Cheto Darpano Marjanam. So those uh, the dirty things become cleansed uh, from the mirror of the mind. Um, and that process must always be continued. Um, one of the, well, one of the ten offenses is uh, uh, to not have complete faith in the chanting of the holy names of the Lord and to maintain material attachments even after understanding so many instructions on the matter. So it's not, it's not an offense to have material attachments. It's an anartha, but it's not an offense. But when we chant, we're trying to cleanse the heart and become free from material attachments. And so to maintain material attachments while chanting is contradictory and offensive to the holy name. But if we chant attentively and offenselessly, those uh, material desires will be, our hearts will be purified of those uh, material desires. 
And uh, it's true that material desires can be dovetailed um, in, in the service of the Lord. Uh, the third canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam discusses uh, devotees whose service is influenced by different modes of nature. And Srila Prabhupada has paraphrased the, those statements from the third canto. And he said that a, a devotee who is influenced by the modes of ignorance thinks, I'm the only devotee around here. Everyone else is nonsense. A devotee influenced by the modes of passion thinks, I want to be known as being the best devotee. A devotee influenced by the modes of goodness thinks, I want to go back home, back to Godhead. And a devotee who is transcendentally situated thinks, I just want to serve Krishna and please Krishna. So, um, we, <laughs> we might be influenced by different modes at different times, but if we uh, Yeah, engage those material desires as, you know, say, like you want to become famous. So then, um, you know, become famous as being a, 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 a good devotee, a good book distributor, a good preacher, a good whatever. And that will... Um, yeah, that will purify your desires, so-called material desires, or material desires. And, uh, yeah, you'll become enlivened in uh, devotional service. Are there any other questions or comments? Yes? Microphone? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Uh, so, Maharaj, my uh, question is that, uh, like, we, I mean, there are like two points here, like, uh, desiring to go back to Godhead because Krishna is waiting for us over there. And secondly, uh, like, sir, like, uh, basically, Ahituki Bhakti, life after life. So how do we understand this two point? Like, I mean, life after life, being in this material world, but um, serving, but desiring to serve Krishna, or desiring to go back to Godhead because Krishna wants us over there. How do we understand these two points? Well, Krishna wants us to serve him. And, uh, yeah, there was one nice uh, morning walk conversation in Mayapur in which um, 
His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj said to Srila Prabhupada, he was talking, talking about devotional service and making the point that, uh, that if someone's fully engaged in devotional service, he's already back to Godhead. Srila Prabhupada. In a way, going back to Godhead doesn't mean transferring yourself to a different uh, geographical location, but it means uh, having the consciousness of desiring only to serve and please. Krishna and no other desire. Even right here. Yes? Can we get the microphone? Oh, Oh, all right. Hare Krishna Maharaj, welcome. Um, now you were talking about that be very uh, auspicious and intelligent to approach Srimati Radharani, because whatever uh, if she likes you, then uh, whatever she likes, Krishna does. <laughs> um, you know, we also hear that we have to approach you know, give me the mercy of Lord Nityananda. By the mercy of Lord Nityananda, we may get the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. By getting the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, we may get to know Radha Krishna. So, in terms of prayer and approaching, do we approach them all separate in, in units, or, or is like, is like all become part of uh, Godhead, or, you know, what is the best way to approach it and pray? That's a good point. And one of my uh, favorite quotations of Srila Prabhupada sort of makes the same point, does make the same point, that in order to approach Radha and Krishna, we need the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. And in order to get the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, we need the mercy of Lord Nityananda. And in order to get the mercy of Lord Nityananda, we have to approach people like Jagai and Madhai. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that is our procedure. Nice, thank you. Oh, but in, okay, that's pretty far out. Anyway, but practically, uh, they pray, you know, so we, in a day like, maybe in their appearance days, we pray to each one of these personalities, or, or every day, and how we choose who to, to pray. Well, yes, appearance days are special opportunities to approach the personality directly, is that what you're asking? What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, uh, so every day we'll pray to everyone uh, separately uh, for
their mercy, for their protection, for their giving us Krishna consciousness, help us to get rid of an anarthas. I pray because I, I don't feel... Yeah. yeah, we all need help, um, as much help as we can get, yeah, 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 pray to all of them. She was next. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Uh, my question was uh, about the body. You said that uh, the ghost about ghost. Um, when uh, a person commits suicide uh, and they become a ghost, how long are they in that body of the ghost and how do they get out of that body and move on to a different body of not being a ghost? Yes. Uh, well, if someone is in the body of a ghost and they hear the holy names, they can be uh, freed from the ghost body. And so if we're being haunted by a ghost and we chant the holy names, that's beneficial for us because the, the ghost will go away, but it, it's also beneficial for the ghost because the ghost can get liberated from that ghostly existence. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. On the topic of ghosts, if, uh, if somebody commits suicide and in maybe in an unconscious state, they're hearing the holy, they, somebody chants Hare Krishna or has some other auspicious elements surrounding them, even though the person took their own life, would that perhaps counter their having to assume a ghost body? It could, yes. Yes, if, if, if that unfortunate soul is fortunate enough to uh, be surrounded by devotees who are chanting and praying, then that uh, unfortunate soul could become more fortunate and not have to accept the body of a ghost. But I don't Thank want you. to go too much longer now because we still want to hear from Her Grace Srimati Devi Dasi, who 
procured the deities of Shishi Radhakala Chandi. So Shimati Mataji, you come here and we will hear from you. Rantharaj Shimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Shishi Radhakala Chanji Ki Jai, Shri Radhastami Mahamahotsav Ki Jai. Jai! Jai. Mm-hmm.